You're listening to The Sports Buff, the official podcast of Imperial Sports Business Club. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Sports Buff. I am your co-host, Daniel, and in this occasion, I am your only host, as Henry had to excuse himself and will not be able to, to be here with us. But nevertheless, the show must go on, and I'm here with, a, with another special guest. Uh, all the way from Mexico, and we're here with Oscar. Oscar, thank you very much for being here with us. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Thank you very much for inviting me to the Sports Pop. It's an honor to be here. Uh, really excited to be part of this this podcast and this show. Thanks, thanks for having me here. No, no, no need to thank. Um, I'm sure that everybody will be very, very inspired by your story. And uh, we were just talking off camera. Of, of, I mean, the main point of what we want to show here in the Sports Pop is just how. Uh, how many ways there are into the industry and how uh, a regular guy like like you and I can get into the industry. I mean, that's a story that is very relatable. So uh, yeah, why, why don't you, why don't we start from the beginning? Uh, well, I started what it will be in English business informatics. So I'm an engineer and this is the, um, like the, the, the degree that I had on my university back in Mexico. But I always liked so much the sports that I always thought of how can I get myself into this world. And the first experience I had with, with the sports industry was when I was, I don't know, but I don't know how it works in, in other parts of the world, but in Mexico, the university goes by semesters. So I was in the fourth or fifth semester. I was, I don't know, 20, 21, something like that. And the under 17 world cup was hosted by mexico and one of the cities that was participants was monterrey my hometown and i decided to apply to a job that it was kind of an internship that it was called tlo team liaison officer and it was with fifa and with the mexican federation of football and the purpose of it was to be like a link of these national teams that were um established or were, were in the different cities they were staying that would be the proper word and i get to work with the argentina football team that to be honest in that specific world cup they didn't do really well but obviously to have a big name like argentina it was something really exciting for me and i was there i work to prepare for that uh world cup for like four months uh, to understand, and I worked with with Tigres, one of the hometown teams in Monterrey, and because they were the um, the team that was hosting or the the matches were were hosted in the Estadio Universitario, the 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 Stadium of Tigres, and I worked with them like four months to understand how like a uh, first division teams behaves and everything, all the logistics that are behind that, and and afterwards this experience lasted over a month. So it was an incredible experience for me. And I basically lived with the team for over a month, staying with them in the hotel, traveling with them. And I was in charge of coordinating everything for them, like traveling, security, all the logistics. But also I was part of like in the press conference of the of the manager. I, I was doing the translation to English. So it was a really good experience. I always try, or every time I remember it, I cannot um, 
I don't know, a, a, a smile always comes to my face because it was an incredible experience. And actually, I really, really got paid really well, like for being that. So it was my first experience. And I thought to myself, like, okay, there's a lot of money in this industry because it was an internship and I got paid really well for, for working there a month. So, <laughs> so I can enjoy my job and get paid well at the same time. <laughs> well, wow. exactly, exactly. So that was my, my first experience with this world. And at some point I, I asked myself if, if I should change what I was studying, but at the same point, I was like almost in the middle of my, my undergrad degree. So I don't know, I hesitated about that and at the end I didn't do it. So, but I always, always kept this experience in, inside of me that at some point I will need to, to continue or to try to get into this industry again. My life continued. I graduated. I went to different jobs. I went uh, from consulting to being a sales manager on a steel company. Then I went into the recycling business. And at some point I was feeling miserable with my job because I was not feeling fulfilled and I don't know like I came into this point in which I needed or or thought that I needed a change in my life and I decided to take radio lessons and to certificate myself as a radio radio host or radio uh I don't know what's the proper word but it's uh a broadcaster yeah yeah. A broadcaster, probably the broadcaster is the is the best. Thanks for that, the best word. And it was a really good experience because I was the older guy in the class, and it was during the weekends. And obviously, it was I don't know. I it started as a hobby or something that I wanted to do for fun to to see if I was capable of doing it. But at the end, it was one of the decisions that uh, make me turn into this path and change my life in a, I don't know, in a 180 degrees. Uh, so it, this, this decision made that I decided to take another, another certification with a very well-known sports uh, journalist here in Mexico, Jorge Carlos Mercader, who is a good friend of mine today. And it was a, like a sports uh, journalism intense or rapid a course that lasted just one weekend and it was to become more of a like a tv show presenter or tv host or something like that but to understand all the all the different paths that the sports journalism has and at the end i asked him if he thinked or or saw any good material on me that maybe could make me make the decision or take the decision to change my career path and he told me like I think you have talent, but you obviously need to study this and prepare yourself because you come from a different background than the typical one that we are all following. And for me that, I don't know, it opened really my mind and, and make me wonder if I should change my career path and everything. So I was about to study an MBA in Madrid at IE. Instituto de la Empresa, but at the end I decided to change to change it, and 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 I came to Madrid to study uh, communications and sports journalism at Real Madrid University, 
And it was incredible. One of the best decisions I ever made in my life and one of the best experience I, I've had so far. I learned everything. It was like going into college again, but in a faster way. It lasted over a year. But I learned all the different stuff around the sports industry and basically around journalism. And this was something that really enriched my life and, and my path and make me, I think, or help me uh, to, to who or to where I am at, sorry, now. Um, I did this internship with Univision, with the, um, with the correspondents that were here in Madrid for Mexico. And obviously it was something that I never expected, but at the same time gave me this experience because we used to work a lot and the time zone difference made it so much harder because sometimes we needed to work here at 2, 3 a.m. in Madrid. I'm, I'm currently based in Madrid, so that's why I'm using this time zone. Uh, but basically, sometimes we needed to link into Mexico and here in Madrid were 2, 3 or 4 a.m. because in Mexico was prime time and the shows uh, were need to be hosted or they needed to have a link here in Madrid because it was Champions League or uh, I don't know, something's happening with the, the Spanish Liga or, or whatever. So that experience was really great for me. And it was a, a lifetime decision or changer because at some point they reached out from Mexico with a big, big opportunity to own one of the biggest media companies in, in Mexico. And I had to decide if I wanted to change paths or to returning to Mexico. And I was just starting my career here in Madrid. So it was a, a, a difficult decision to make at that point. They offered me to be the sports content director of this media company called Multimedios. They own a, a free-to-air TV channel that it's all over, all over the country. They own over 60 radio stations uh, in Mexico as well. They own the, the oldest sports newspaper called La Ficción, also in, in Mexico. And they have different websites focused on sports. So I was in charge of everything of this in the editorial part or in the content creation. And that was super impressive. I was obviously not completely prepared for that experience, uh, to be honest. So I had to learn in a fast way at the same time that I was on this acquiring this experience. And it was amazing. And obviously it had uh, a big, big challenge. And But I think at the end, I, I was able to overcome all of those. But it definitely was an experience that taught me much more than anything that I have ever experienced before. Not even college, not even previous works, not even... My master's degree, nothing was compared to what I lived in those three years. And it was incredible, uh, like really, really challenging, but at the same time gave me all the, the different tools to understand how the industry behaves and what's behind it. And what I mean, it's obviously the part of media rights, the part of news coverage, the part of breaking news and how to handle those. Uh, the part of the editorial content and how to to try to viralize this content. And it was incredible to have that experience.
Yeah, I, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, when you went into the the broadcasting and journaling, you had more in mind of being an on camera personality, right? A, a little bit, and then it kind of switched. Yes, to all behind the scenes. Uh, yes, actually, about. actually, my yes, totally. Like I, I always imagine myself as being the the. I don't know the one hosting or commenting on a football match or 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 that type of of talent. Well, in in Mexico, it's called talent. The people that do this this type of uh, this type of performance in front of the camera. But at the end, my path took me in the other way. So I was behind scenes in the whole strategy that every every media channel radio broadcaster television whatever they need to have and it's super interesting because there's a lot of a lot of work done uh behind scenes that people don't see but it's basically the one who holds the whole structure for for something to be profitable or something to be interesting for for viewers or for listeners or for readers or or whatever platform we're talking about so at some point, I was 30 years old. I was handling over 200 people all over Mexico. Um, we were creating more than 300 different sports content daily between TV shows, between radio shows, between obviously different news that you need to publish through social media or through the, the websites, the newspaper that was present in more than eight cities. So it was incredible. Uh, to have this experience the first six months to be honest i was completely lost like mm -hmm. i was working i don't know 13 14 15 16 hours daily because i needed to get up to get on speed with the with or on track with the industry and it's like a train there it's not going to stop for you so this was super challenging at the beginning mm -hmm. at the end i was feeling really really comfortable and obviously i i learned how to manage all of these things but i decided to change or to move back to spain more from a familiar decision or from a yeah like a family decision my my wife is spanish so we decided to move back here it was a really tough decision because i really liked what i was doing in mexico was i was really happy with my with my job and it was a really difficult because I did I, I had some connections or some contacts who I can to whom I I could knock the door to ask them if they had any any I don't know jobs available for me here in Spain or, or whatever. But that it was kind of difficult to make that decision because it's like jumping into open seas with nothing to hold on. And that was a really, really tough decision to make. I think we or it took us more than a year to to make this decision. And at the end, I'm here in Madrid, almost 10 months since since that moment, really happy. Um, I can tell you, Daniel, that that decision was worth, worth it. Like if somebody could tell me, and I we can we can speak about this uh, right next, but if somebody could tell me if I could imagine what I will be living here two years ago, I wouldn't believe it. And I don't know, I'm really happy. And obviously this, this uh, got us in contact or that's the, how we met. And 
really happy to be here. But yeah, it was a, a difficult and tough decision to make because at some point you need to risk what you have and you can see the glass half full or half empty and say, I have a lot or I don't have that much. But at the end, you have something and you need to, to risk it. And for me, the lesson is when you risk it, I know it's super, like we have heard this all of our life, but it was true for me. Like I'm a true, true, um, true believer of this because I, I, I saw it on myself. So I'm here in Madrid now. Um, I'm working for a, an entertainment company called Sporty Group that basically has two core businesses. The first one or the main one, it's betting, sports betting. And it's one of the biggest betting brands in Africa, in the sub-Saharan uh, region. So Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, Uganda, Zambia, Tanzania. And another business that it was created a year ago, that it's the media side. So the company launched a TV channel free to air in Nigeria, that it's operated in the, in the part of media rights and everything from Madrid. And I'm right now responsible of the media rights acquisition and the broadcast services for this channel, obviously supporting also the, the bearing, the betting brand, sorry, but I'm more, more focused on this, uh, media side and this channel called sporty TV that it's free to in Nigeria. We own the rights to English premier league, to Syria, to Bundesliga to different minor leagues, such as Australian, Chinese, Japanese, uh, the, the Greek Super League. We have Primera Liga from, from Portugal. We have the Brazilian, Syria. Uh, we have the Belgian Pro League. We have the Euro League of Basketball. We have MMA from Bellator. And obviously, building a channel from scratch. And, and my boss, Elias Gallego, was the first one who, who started this project. And at the end, I joined him on this. Uh, but building a, a TV channel from scratch, it's quite hard, but at the, at, at the same time, it's super interesting. And it's incredible because you get to work with a lot of different agencies that owns uh, media rights and that owns TV content. And right now, we just ended our, our first um, season at Sporty TV. And it was amazing. The results that we have were were super super good. No, con congratulations! Very very happy to hear about that. And we were we were talking also um, a couple of of uh, weeks ago that the the main, if I understand correctly, the main um, goal of the channel is to have live content for the betters to bet in, right? Am I am I understanding it correctly? Maybe or yes. So imagine that the channel is like a vehicle to drive users into betting but at the same time it's a sports channel 24 7 that obviously we try to have 24 7 uh live content it's impossible but uh we i don't know this season we ended up with more than 600 events of tv sports content 530 were live were shown live so the idea is to be a vehicle to drive users into the betting side but at the at the same time it's to entertain like you don't need to be a better in order to watch uh our channel that's what i, I i'm trying to say yeah. so we have a lot of a lot of different content 
but obviously the main purpose is how how do you drive users into betting uh, by offering them live content, interesting one or prime content that they can then go to the to the betting platform of us and and place a bet. But at the same time, we have different content like Real Madrid Television or or City TV from Manchester City that we show their magazine or they're not programming blocking. And that's obviously content just uh, for for our viewers to enjoy and like in a more um, entertaining way. So it's really it's really interesting. I'm also supporting. Well, the company is the uh, official sponsor in Africa under the betting category of Real Madrid and Manchester City, uh, Sportibet. So I'm also supporting in the sponsorship activation with the, with both teams, and that's a part, for example, that I didn't have any any experience before. So for me to be able to learn from that or to have that experience has been amazing. Uh, but yeah, I'm more focused on the media side that obviously this was part of what I was doing in Mexico and, yeah. and helped me to find this job. I'm super happy, super grateful with the opportunity that, uh, that Sporty gave me and really, really, I don't know, I, I, I cannot put it into, into words. The, the the happiness that it makes me feel that I am working in in the industry that I ever wanted doing what I wanted, and I never dreamed that this could be possible. As you started your your introduction to somebody usual and regular like me. Yeah, I totally, totally, totally get the that sentiment. And I mean, you're you're in a very unique position because, as you said, you've had contact with many leagues worldwide, Australia, Asia, Africa, Latin America, Europe, football, other sports as well. Uh, so, I mean, you, you've seen many of these organizations uh, from up close, right? Um, I don't know, is, is there any similarities? Are they all the same? Are they managed very differently? Uh, do they have specific challenges to managing each one of those leagues? No, I, I think every league has its uniqueness. Obviously, at the end, uh, the idea is the same to entertain and to deliver the best product possible. But it's not the same to negotiate with uh, the Premier League than to negotiate with other leagues, minor leagues, obviously, because, or at least, for example, in, in Nigeria, EPL, it's like the cherry on the pie. Like, it's what drives uh, fans crazy. So it's all about English Premier Football or Premier League. And and it's different, obviously, and it's challenging. But at the same time, it's it's not that different, I would say. Uh, we, for example, on February showed the Super Bowl in Nigeria. It was the first time in history that Super Bowl was shown on a free tour basis in Nigeria. And this this was something that made us super proud. But at the same time, it was super challenging because in Nigeria, they don't know American football as you might have or as I do. I'm a super fan of American football. But the, the running order of the match is so different as one of the football. The commercial breaks that it has, it's, I don't know, like four times or five times. You have obviously the, the halftime show and everything. So that was a, a, a bit challenging. 
not from the not from the media rights side that obviously NFL has a lot of restrictions and I think they do an amazing job in to take care of their product and that's why they are so profitable and and it's um like a great great product in the market I think one of the top like NFL or the Super Bowl but from a technical or operational point it was really really challenging in order to broadcast it properly in Nigeria at the end it was a success uh Nigerian fans were really really <laughs> happy with this I think more from the Rihanna halftime show that from <laughs> the, the game but it was like we had a very very good response from fans and even though it started at midnight and it ended up around 2 or 3 a.m or something like that so it was not obviously not the best time for for a product in africa in a lab basis but and, and on a sunday but it was really really like it really had a good acceptance so it was really good and it, well right now you have the tv channel in nigeria at the moment only nigeria right uh, but yes that's something that you try to do like create not create new content but bring new sports to generate the viewership around it or is it more something that the demand for this specific sport for this specific league is there so you go in and bring that league to the viewers well i think it's a mix of both so for example we have found that boxing is super super big in Nigeria and we are starting to explore that uh that possibility of having this sport in the in the TV channel because it's something that people in Nigeria really want to have so that's something that gave us the path like okay you need to follow this and to explore this possibility but at the same time we are always trying to find things that we think that are interesting and place them in the channel to see how they work for example i don't know we also show the davis cup of tennis and we also have uh, i mentioned bellator of mma and we i don't know we are we are showing different um products to see how they work and to see if it's worth it to to bet on them in the future and try to secure more rights around them but Basically, it's I would say it's ninety percent football, and it's obviously what people want the most. So there are different competitions that we are trying to acquire for next years, and and exploring that possibility. But right now we are focused or the three I would say the three top competitions we have it's EPL, Serie A, and Bundesliga. Well, Oscar, uh, I could honestly keep. He stay here talking to you for an hour and uh, we get a lot of more insights from you but uh, I think for now this will be all that our viewers will get <laughs> yeah sorry I, I talk a lot and my advice to people will be like follow your dreams risk them like risk for it do whatever it takes obviously work hard be dedicated have discipline and everything but don't let anybody tell you that you cannot do it and i'm really really glad for the opportunity of being here uh, i'm really happy that we got to know each other and i know that our paths will cross somehow in the future i'm sure of that and if you don't ever have anyone to else to invite 
invite me again and we could we'll keep talking yeah we'll have plenty of more to talk <laughs> and i mean all of our listeners should, should be thinking i mean yeah oscar's been successful in what he's doing but if he chose broadcasting he would have been successful as well i mean hearing your voice just like that i think i, I told you that last time <laughs> That's a that's thank a you. I I, I I ended up hosting a, a radio show back in Mexico in the day. It was a great experience. I'm not doing it anymore, but it was something that I can I don't know. I will tell my grandchild someday that I, I used to have a radio show, and that you came to the sports buff as well. What? Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. Yeah, well, thank you very much, and uh, thank you to thank all. You, of Daniel. Us. Henry will be back with us next episode. Thank you very much for listening.